Hi, my name is Shoto, and I am a monk at Sokokoji, where I am committed to training my mind under the guidance of my teacher, Sokozan. We rely on your support for much of what we offer here. This includes building projects to create space for full-time and part-time practice residents. Thank you for your help. Confusion knots. So the idea here is to look at the confusion that arises in your mind relative to whatever is happening, all the other odds and ends that are showing up with your interactions with others, your pleasant interactions, your you know, vague, boring interactions, and the interactions that bring about uh, tension or uh, disturbance, uh, confusion. And what is being recommended is rather than look for the cause of the confusion, which is what we usually do, who's doing this, why am I feeling this way, all the why questions, what is being recommended uh, through the sitting practice of meditation that you are training yourself to see what this is fundamentally. And you have to look at the confusion directly, directly. So when negative feelings are triggered by this or that, and they start to show up and you want to get rid of it, you want to blame something or someone, or, or even name it, don't even name. If you're really looking at confusion, you won't even know what it's called. If you do, you're beginning to step away back into the conceptual area, back into, you could call it the fifth or the fourth skanda of just thinking, processing, naming, labeling, and so on. Don't do that. And there again, you may have to watch yourself kind of spontaneously or impulsively jump on board something that seems to be correct about the confusion or someone who's something, some situation that's causing your particular you call it turmoil or discomfort so many ways. Everyone's working with a different form of this. Everyone is working with confusion in different ways. If you were to compare notes, which I do not recommend, I recommend that you be responsible for the, for the confusion itself rather than coming out about it and trading uh, secrets about how to handle confusion. So I can receive questions about that or about anything that you want, but I can also say a little bit further. I don't know how else I can emphasize this more so that it might possibly help you. Is that anything that arises, if you do anything with it, this is why you're training yourself by practicing something like shikantaza. This is not a practice where you stabilize your mind with shamatha practice or resting in tranquility. Not that that won't happen, just in the natural course of, shall we call it, events that happen when you sit down, hold still, and observe. You may immediately go into what could be called calm abiding, Tibetan word, or It's called shine or shamata, resting in tranquility. Call it whatever you want. It's about conditioning yourself to just hold still and don't do much of anything. Actually, possibly even intercept the thought process with uh, labeling, labeling thinking, returning to the breath, labeling thinking, returning to the in-breath and out-breath, or just one of them, mainly the in-breath. This is a, pra a practice I practiced for a long time, several decades quite a bit of it. So I'm very familiar with what, what I'm saying when I say, practice shikantaza. You're ready for that. If you're not, we could talk about it and I might have you practice or recommend that you practice one of those other forms, even uh, creation completion practices in a simple form like white Tara, deity, yoga. Maybe you need to, to relate to that. And and then, then uh, what I am recommending to you is keep it as simple, as radical, and as minimal as possible, which is hold still, sit symmetrical, not a bunch of instructions here, and observe whatever is moving in any of the sense fields, including the mind. Just observe. And if you add on, subtract, divide, judge, then just observe that. Convert everything that's moving into what? Just receive it, just observe it. Just observe, keep it very simple. If you have just observe it, then if it starts to turn into another shape, another texture, another emotional dynamic, 
you'll be right there watching it do that because you are watching what? The movement. You're not in there trying to stop it necessarily, though that may happen. That may happen for several months, possibly years. You're all bringing into this Zendo, into this meditation hall, onto this Zoom screen, you're bringing centuries and centuries. I have no proof for this. I don't need proof. That's let the scientists take care of that. You're bringing an endless, endless time of karma piling up and downloading and piling up and downloading into lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Just observe this. It is about awareness, not about getting to another higher state of mind. There's only mind. If you think there are states, then you're building a ladder uh, that doesn't exist. There's only there's a ladder that only has one rung. And it's already ranked. To the ego mind, to the self-centered mind, this doesn't feel very good to do this because where's the progress here? Where I'm feeling worse, or I'm it seems like this is getting more and more difficult. And I'm not saying it isn't, but you or me or any of us may have to go through uh, a, a deeper set of passages, uh, more complicated passages that can only be entered into for review, you could say, through starting right where you're at. And that may be in the middle of a big garbage heap. Do it anyway. Look at it anyway, please. Find out, find out your true, don't get your true nature, your understanding from this person, from anyone. You get it. Look at the wall. Observe the teachings, study the teachings, study with Sangha, rather than just off on your own reading uh, um, the Heart Sutra by yourself. Study it with others. You can see how many different ways this shows up for different people. Lots of different ways. Sangha, community. This can be done. You can do this. You may need some support from a teacher, some support from a teaching or several teachings. A dozen teachings, or you may, you may need support from the community, of course, but you have to do it yourself. And if you do it yourself, you'll see you're not separate and never have been from the teacher, from the teaching or the community. The separations you imputed or caused or conditioned or fed or nourished, unreal. The very cause of the suffering is that kind of rotation, trying to stop it, trying to start it, trying to blame, trying to, trying to, trying to, trying to, all over, pushing, pulling, pushing, pulling, shutting down. Don't do it. But you may, may not be able to do that unless you first see those knots of confusion. See that they're actually just like balls of string and you cannot unravel them. But if you look at them, if you observe that smelly stuff, that terrible stuff in the mind stream without abandoning it for what you think it is. No explanation, no elaboration. Don't do anything. Just receive that. Receive through whatever sense feel is open enough to receive it so that you can see your true nature. So because when you see what that is, that is the Buddha, not separate from the Buddha. It is the simple explanation that's been around for many, many centuries it is Advaita or not to non-dual. There's no two-ness there. That is a mistake. We go to war. We go to peace, take positions. We think we're right. Someone else is wrong. It's actually true that you can look, observe, the confusion, observe the confusion. And as it starts meandering towards you with its threatening emotions or feelings, receive that you can do that. Sometimes it's called bravery. You're just you're going to be brave. You're going to do this. That's if you understand what not only I am saying it, other teachers down through the centuries have been saying Realize it. You have to realize it yourself. There's nothing here to believe in, nor to disbelieve in, nor to ignore.
Is there a question or two out there somewhere? Yuzan. Does the confusion still not up for someone who's seen what this is? Yes. It may or may not. It won't matter. Because there's no one there. There's just a confusion. Some, so the Tibetans sometimes have used uh, uh, the idea of self-existing to, to help to kind of explain conceptually why something would appear if it's dependent and arisen and you've seen through your true nature. Why would something just come out of nowhere and seem to exist? Rong Zhong. Self-existing. It's, it, it is one of, the, one of the mysteries of the whole situation where you can see this, but you cannot explain it. You can see this, but conceptualize, conceptualizing it is very, very difficult because the concept, the fourth skanda that thinks and thinks and thinks and calculates, concludes, uh, is not really empowered to do this on its own. It has to do it with everything. And when it's with everything, it's what? Not two. So it's self-existing. You have to see it. If you don't see it, you'll spin, go in circles. You'll fight with the knots in your mind stream, in your consciousness. The idea is to see what it is, not to solve it or come up with a some kind of a analysis of it. Go ahead. Any questions? There's 41 screens open here. There's probably a question somewhere. Kyokudo Bowling. Go ahead, Kyokudo. Um, is when you say it's a knot, is this a bunch of beliefs or um, something like our complex or a neurosis that we're looking at? Oh. Yes, it's it's just we believe certain things are true and other things are not true. This shouldn't be happening, or we're not to blame for this, or someone else is to blame, or perhaps I'm to blame. I'm a terrible person that can't get catch on to anything. Further substantiation or belief in uh, a self that is aligned with a body-mind situation that we think we're somebody real going somewhere. The body won't vanish, just the identity part will be seen through. You are not separate from anything, including your body. Jishin Bowling, is receiving confusion of the others the same as saving others? Bowling. The, the saving what? The same as saving others is what we vow, saving. What, what, what? Saving. Receiving confusion yes. of others. Yes, yes. There's no particular completion there, so it's not a, a project you're going to work on. Aha, look at all the beings I've saved. No, it is the intention to do this because ultimately there are no, no separate beings. There's just this, and it is not separate from anything. And if you see it, your thinking process will come to a halt. That doesn't mean that it won't start up in 10 minutes, but it'll start up again situationally. It is Sometimes it is very necessary to think and produce concepts and to be long lines of phrases, but it happens in a situation, not out of the paranoia or the grasping or the rejection, passion, aggression, and ignorance, hope and fear of the so-called self-centered mind, the ego mind. The common uh, way of talking about this is uh, consciousness only, but the consciousness is not a being. Also, it is not separate from beings. More? Gokudo. Gokudo Bowing, um, you, you said um, when it's with everything, it's not two, and therefore it's self existing. I'm having trouble understanding that. 
That's it. It's impossible to understand. It's it's, a, it's, it's mysterious. It's impossible to understand in the way you're trying to understand it. More than likely, I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm just saying uh, you don't have to understand it in the conventional sense. It, it is something you see. You look at it, not just seeing, not just eyesight, but you perceive through all of your senses, including the mind. Just because your eyes closed doesn't mean the mind's. You can see with the mind. If someone happens to be uh, lose their sight or go to sleep, it doesn't mean they lose their ability to see. The ability to see might be even stronger. This one will fool you because it looks like some something else is over there. Question. Uh, you said we have to do this ourselves. We do. And you're here to help us. Um, I'm wondering about. I'm wondering about that. How much do we offer to you of our confusion? So you can point it out, um, even if it seems disrespectful to the teacher sometimes. Wow. You already know that, but thank you for asking on behalf of others. You know exactly what that is. Don't do anything unless you have to, but if you have to, Step into it. Chukudaobawi, different question. Certainly. When you say just observe, who or what are you saying it to? Um, Consciousness, which is finds its own form. It can always do whatever, whatever it's showing up to personify it a little bit, it can do whatever it wants. It can find this, it can keep away from that. It does it through dependent origination. Sometimes when you say just observe, is it hitting an identity that thinks it's observing? To start with, yes. And then is there different stages of that? that... Yeah, there are stages, but I don't teach the stages because each person's karma each person's set of munchies are coming from different directions. And so I don't want to get in the way. You heard me say this a long time ago. I don't want to get in the way of what you need to see or learn or know. A long time, that very understanding kept me from even teaching at all. Doing any, anything other than just helping someone study something. But that's, that has changed. More about that. Choke it out. I mean, so when you say just observe, you're trusting the student to mm-hmm. react yeah. however they or act. Or act. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally trusting. If you come and look at me, I will tell you what I'm I will tell you what I think you need to know from me. No more, no less. But if you don't turn towards me in some way, I have people sit in front of me and tell me, oh yes, yeah, teach me, teach me, I give me my permission. And they don't do not mean that. And I can see that because I'm reading minds. I don't need to read minds. Minds are separate. But what this is is not separate. Thank you so much. Did everyone hear what uh, Eric, Eric soft spoken? Did everyone hear what he said? Monica went like this. Navid Bowing. Navid. Um, do consciousness, do um, confusion knots turn into bodily knots or vice versa? Did you say Bowing. bodily? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, body, uh, consciousness, uh, body and co- consciousness or body and mind are not separate. They're separated uh, as we approach it or look at it, but they're not two different things. So, yes, the knots can show up in how the body feels, if that's the area you're going into. 
Okay. And, and so different for each person. So very, very different. So it's difficult to come up and just say, well, you're, this is your fault because you're causing it because of the aggression that you're spewing or something like that. Not exactly. Very difficult to find first cause or even 15 causes down the line it is so incredibly confused, confusing. This is why the just the sitting practice of meditation is so helpful because if we sit down and do nothing but observe, then whatever arises in the mind stream, it, because of dependent origination, is exactly what we need to see. It's exactly. And what I'm saying as a recommendation, a suggestion, don't do anything with it. I sometimes say it this way, be the crap you're trying to get rid of. It's not going to take you out or anything. Actually, be that so that you get an idea of what that is. Nothing is threatened. You are not threatened. Who you are cannot be threatened, cannot be diminished, cannot be destroyed, because it is uncreated. It's not, it didn't come into existence. The body-mind complex comes into existence, hangs around for a while, gets diseased, and dies. You don't go anywhere. Who you actually are, any kind of identity happening there is not a singularity of identity, nor is it uh, some kind of universal consciousness either. That's also uh, an extension of uh, a bunch of concepts about what this is. It's worse than that, and it's better than that. It's worse because you cannot figure it out. Even artificial intelligence, this will give artificial intelligence one big headache, which will, it will, it will assume that that's some kind of a accomplishment. Sir. Andy Bowing, do we have any obligation to protect others from our own confusion? I would say it's a relative thing. I would say some. The more you practice sitting meditation, the more clear you will be about how the whole idea of blame or cause and effects effect actually works. As you get closer to what that is, you will see how impossible it is to blame anybody for anything. That doesn't mean you don't step in and stop somebody from doing something that is harmful or destructive to another person. You 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 would be there'd be less hesitation there because you you don't. You're not into second guessing anything anymore. You act directly on everything because there's no one acting but consciousness. And if you receive this vow or anywhere near to this understanding of being with all things, saving all beings, you, you can't make an error. Not that people around you might not think you're screwing everything up, but that's probably because they're looking through the knots in the mind. They're, they, they're seeing their own projection on you. More? Good question. Uh, Andy, bowing. What about the energy that like our own confusion gives off and just could affect others around us? It could. Um, well, shut your mouth then. <laughs> Stay in the closet. Close okay. the door. All right. Yeah. People alone. Stop hurting people, Andy. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm saying what you're referring to there. I, I'm, I don't think, it, you know, it would be different with each person. Anybody that can even ask such a question is already it's telling me you're very, very aware of your dynamic. You're very, you're, you are very aware of your own negativity and uh, looks like you're pretty responsible. In your situation, I know you fairly well and I don't need to read minds. There isn't anything but mind. So you're unlikely to harm just by being yourself, being around other people, even sharing your feeling of dismay or distress over your own uh, emotions. Let me say it that way, or your own things that come out of nowhere Say boom. You ever had any of those? Mm -hmm. No. It won't matter. If you see what it is, it won't, you don't have to fix anything. That's what I'm trying to address. You actually can be the crap that's been rising in your mind because it's not it's not separate. There, the identity is no longer encapsulated in a in a in a personhood or a series of descriptions about your neurosis. That doesn't mean your so-called neurosis isn't. You know, fluffing up all over the place, but you are unconcerned. Not because you're ignoring it. Not because you're explaining it. Not because you're getting rid of it or has, have hopes that it'll disappear. But you actually see that it is unreal. How you explain that, I don't know. You have to see that it's unreal. If you see it, hallelujah. So it's that kind of a 
of a success. I mean, it's just it's success you can't brag about it because nothing has happened. If something has happened, we're talking about relative truth. But if nothing happens, you're not suffering from anything anymore. You're, you're actually looking at it. And this is possible for everyone here. Otherwise, you couldn't be here. You wouldn't listen to this. You will go play a shuffleboard or something. Go bake something. Wonderbine, how much trust do we have to have in consciousness to, to see that self and other are simply forms of consciousness? So I think the trust uh, shows up on its own just because you continue to return, continue to look at it, continue to have your own observation of whatever arises in the, in the mind. You're not objecting to it, not agreeing with it, and you're not closing it out. Or So over time, it's the practice. That's why it's necessary to do that. You're, you're, you are kind of, this isn't exactly accurate, but deconditioning yourself to reach or push or shut down. You're slowly able to watch something come and go in the mind stream. We practice just on the everyday thoughts. Do nothing with it. So that when the really difficult situation comes coming out of the ocean after you, uh, you, you see it, you receive it as it is. Doesn't mean you don't run away, but you don't run away out of fear. You, if you back up or run away, it's just because you see what, see the nature of it. And you don't indulge that by stepping into it necessarily, though you might. More? Sanchi Bowing, do we need to know what consciousness is? No, I don't know what it is. I, I kind of know what it does, but so do you. It seems to be the the area in which thoughts arise. And then they settle down. And then if you're looking at something, then it comes through the visual consciousness. But if you're hearing something, then it comes through there. If you're smelling something, tasting something, thinking something, it just, it's finding the form it needs in your consciousness by showing up as a, a red uh, um, rubber ball. And she bowing a few weeks ago, you said something that stuck with me. Um, I think it was, we arise in consciousness. Consciousness does not arise in us. Yes, I did. Um, I heard somebody else say that. I thought it was pretty cool. So I'll say that too. I'm wondering how I can um, use that, that teaching, that statement. I don't know. I haven't figured out how to use it other than I say it. It's just a way of saying that the polarity that we just assume is true, consciousness arises in us, is not exactly true. It's that we actually arise in consciousness. This may, you can use it by, by seeing... It's conceptual, it's a concept, but a saying that, you know, this gives you a little bit more space as, as far as actually understanding that we're not separate from each other. We're all rising in consciousness with our own karma, our own causes and conditions, our hopes and fears, our stories about ourselves and about others and who we are, where we're going. You can just listen to your son. He's just constantly inventing all kinds of things out of consciousness, making it, and as soon as he hears something, he puts it to use. He's quite the mimic. Just, just watch your son just slowly become a separate being. Right now, he's not so separate. He's only uh, four, four years and nine months, something like that. More? Andre. Andre Bobby. Is observing and receiving interchangeable or have different distinct variations? So, Observing is what you do. Uh, that's the practice, just, just observe. Sit down, hold still, 
just observe with all the sense fields open and the, and the attitude is to, to receive. So what you're doing is observing the clouds, the fish, the thought patterns coming and going. And then when, some, when something uh, happens that is maybe a little distressing or uh, areas of thought that are more challenging, you'd like to not think about that or look away from that, the idea there, whatever's showing up, just receive that like you would weather. You go out and you look, look at the weather and you observe the weather. Could be any number of things, but when hailstones start falling, uh, you wouldn't do that in actuality. You wouldn't stay out there, but the hailstones of the mind, you need to, they need to hit you. You can feel that. So you feel you have that happen because of dependent origination. 500 years ago, you, that your consciousness, insofar as there is a you or your, my consciousness, the consciousness of anyone in here, was in another area showing up in a human form or maybe in an animal form or maybe in a formless realm. Are these, I don't need to prove these. Proving those is just shuts everything down so you can't see with the equipment you have. So people that talk about proof and this, it's a, the sad part of the human condition is that we, we look for proof. Everything comes to a halt when you look for proof. You don't need to look for anything other than what's right in front of you. Everything you need to know is right in front of you. I'm not saying that you don't might not need proof for some things, but it's very situational. So just watch what moves. Sit down, hold still, watch what moves, do a lot of it. Sitting, observing, observing, observing. When things come up, especially when the more challenging emotions or maybe a memory of something happened uh, two years ago, you're starting to review that again and you thought you'd forgotten it. Then the, the, the recommendation as far as observe and receive, the one there is to receive that, just receive that. And as you're observing it, but then the attitude is as if you said to yourself, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, you know, come and get me kind of thing. Not a challenge, but just let me receive that. Let me receive whatever that was. Maybe for the first time in your, in your life, you've actually gone into a memory and received that, what actually happened in that situation. You might notice there's some things there that you know, you've been kind of blocking out. You don't, you don't want to acknowledge that happened. But now you're going to go back and review that. Everyone's going through their own form of this on some level. It's, it's not exactly therapy, but it's also not not therapy. It does have a, a therapeutic functioning there if you can actually completely do it. Just receive, receive, receive. Yes, sir. Sir, Choto. Choto bowing. With that idea of, with what you were saying to Andre, it makes me wonder, do we have to process our memories or things that we've been covering up that have to come up and do we have to receive them? No, I'm not. Don't go into it like that. I'm not saying a therapist couldn't or a psychoanalyst. Or maybe they could. But uh, hello. But your situation is to, uh, the way I'm uh, referring to or uh, talking to Andre, it's just a matter of receiving it. You don't have to go and dig it out and try to get information out of stuff that happened to you in the past, if that's what you're referring to. If it comes up, take a look, receive it. If it tends to turn away as you're receiving it, then you might come on, no, I need to receive more. No, you don't. don't because there's a, a subtle uh, wish to control things and have it your way, and you get to be the one who discovers this kind of thing. It's worse than that. It's better than that. It's worse than that because you can't figure this out it's better than that because if you see what this is, you're liberated and no one can ever put you in a prison again. You can't even put yourself in a prison. There is no prison. There are no bars anywhere. There's no walls of the mind. You have to see it. If you see it, you don't want anything. There's no demand for anything else at all. Even the things you want, you don't demand. Say, well, I would like to have breakfast. No demand. I would like to have a particular, in my case, a particular student uh, stop uh, adding on to their their uh, their uh, passion, aggression, and ignorance, and, and start practicing more. But I'm not going to demand that. I'm not going to say. I'm, I have said said to people before: you need to sit more, sit more, try to add on, add on a minute a day, add on uh, that adds up. Uh, 
at the same time, don't add. But it's, it's necessary to do that. But I, I can't, I have to be respectful as a Dharma teacher or as a meditation teacher. I have to be respectful of everybody's confusion as it, as it appears to me. I can't just go in and shove things onto you. That might have been done in ancient times. I'm not doing that. Uh, I, I call that respect for someone's confusion. And actually, what you think of someone confu- someone's confusion may be your confusion. I'm, that's true over here, too. I may be projecting on any one of you the confusion that I am projecting. Nothing happens. Nothing changes. Don't believe any of that. Consider it. Bowing. If we're seeing how we're avoiding the difficulty or, or the hailstones I think you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. do we ever need to receive, receive that situation without the cover-ups that we're seeing? Bowing. You have to excuse me. I was thinking about coffee right there, so I was ignoring you. But you can repeat what you said if you can remember what you said. If I'm seeing what looks like a pattern where I'm avoiding a particular negativity, is that enough? No. Just it's just awareness. There's no success story here. It's just awareness, and it's not that some kind of success may show up. You feel might feel like you're understanding something about yourself or about someone else, your partner or someone more than you had before. That can show up. But it, nothing lasts. Anything that shows up is going away. If it appears, it won't last. If we see that we're covering something up, is that not seeing the situation directly? Going? If you see that you're covering up? Yes. More than likely, you see that you're backing away or you're ignoring something. I'm not sure if that's what you wanted me to respond to or not. It looks like you would already know that. When the teachings talk about a direct perception of what this is, is that without cover-ups? Yes. It's a direct perception where you see what this is. And if you put it into concepts and the, the concepts that are it comes out as a non-dual, not two, Advaita. <clears throat> no two separate things. That's the illusion we are deluded by. We think that everything is separate. If you see that you're, you see what this is, it may still, probably will still look like an, an, an illusion, but you won't be deluded by it, thinking that what is in front of you is somehow real. Yes. So when one sees what this is, what, what, what I'm calling a cover up, what does that same thing look like to one who sees what this is? It's just a cover, just something that you're, something is scaring you or, or annoying you, or you don't like it, you don't want to look at that, and you're covering it up. That's what you're asking me. Shutting it out, not looking at it, coming up with an alternative route, but, What's the difference between a, a cover-up for um, someone who doesn't see what this is and, and one who does? person who is uh, covering things up without knowing that they're covering things up. And then the other one is someone who's covering things up but is, is aware that the, there's a cover-up going on. It usually won't last. It might show up for 30 seconds. Then it will come apart. Just because of the force of dependent origination, human beings have been showing up and disappearing, showing up, life and death, life and death. This happens to the, the Dharma teacher also, or a true teacher, this will show up for them also. It's just that it doesn't have any duration to it because it can't get its teeth into it because there's anything there. But the fangs will still show up because of karma, because of just like these ears are here. You don't, you're not going to, as I sometimes say, and I don't know if it makes any sense, it sounds kind of silly, you can't, you can't meditate away your body shape or meditate away uh, your anything. You can't meditate and you can't make something go away or you can't meditate and 
make something get better or smarter. That's all dependent origination. But you can see it. You can see this through any of the senses. Sight, sound, smell, taste, feeling, hearing. That all Sir, take a couple more. Yeah. I'm divine. Um, is it possible to, when you're caught in an old story and you're just you've really bought into, in my case, shame, uh, the ego, the ego story, um, is it possible to both be caught in it and receive at the same time? That's how it's done. That is, that is exactly how it's done. You actually observe yourself being caught in it. But you don't, you don't get uncaught. Now we're right back to relative truth. You actually are, the, you are the caught. You are, the consciousness is caught. Go ahead. What about, can you see yourself, can you continue to receive as, and, and fuel that story? Not for long. But there needs to be some kind of uh, something happen, happening that is uh, where you're actually receiving that. And there's a sense, I mean, I'm going to use the fancy word here, there's a sense of humility that you, you're, you receive that. You are, have a willingness to, to not fight or cover up or make excuses for what is arising in your mind stream. So you might not call it humility. No one else might think you're humble at all. What about it? It seems very difficult to watch that ego buy into the, the old stories. And it's, I guess it's, hard for me to believe that we can continue to receive that. It feels like it's lost in the confusion. Um, it's awareness. May have to be lost. Not looking for outcomes. That's when we say lost. Oh, I, I lost it. We're looking, what are we looking for? The truth. And what is the truth? Nothing is separate from anything anywhere. Never has been. Never will be. But the illusion of separation is incredibly powerful. I have no proof for what I'm saying. If you say, you say, how do you know? How do you know what you're saying? You're saying you're lay, laying a lot of stuff out there. How do you know that? I'm looking at it. That's how I know. Not just this, but this mindstream consciousness. Those at some point, those sense fields don't keep separating. More. What about so then is the path being lost in the knots? Yeah, it can be. Just being lost in the confusion, being lost in the knots, but not trying to get out of them, no pun intended. What about is there anything in terms of trust that consciousness will? Well, this is what you have the teacher for and, and the teaching centuries and centuries of human beings looking at these, at the teachings of the Buddha, practicing themselves, having a realization and beginning to teach themselves. Like uh, um, Vasubandhu, Dogen Zenji, or all, this, all the Chinese uh, teachers down through the centuries, and the Tibetans, and the Japanese. So, is it possible to be lost in the confusion, receive, and trust the path? Yes, but the trust is doesn't have someone who's trusting. The trust is just trust. It's just this is uh, this is this is what uh, the uh, the word faith is in the, in the Mahayana or in the Buddha Buddhist teaching is is complete faith. But no one who's who has the faith is just the faith. 
This is how you get lost in the faith. This awakens in you by what? Watching what comes and goes and comes and goes. What comes up in the mind and what passes away and what shows up and then passes away. Shows up and is threatening, but then it doesn't last because you just continue to look at it. When shame comes up, don't, don't stop the shame. That's just more self-centeredness, trying to not be ashamed. Or when pride comes up, trying to not be proud. Just be whatever shows up. That's it. Just receive that. And if you just receive it without comment, without conditions, it can't last. It, 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 anything that shows up, it's going away. And it might go away in 10 seconds, and it might go away in 10 years, and it might go away uh, after you passed away in the, the intermediate state or in the next lifetime. Are there next lifetimes? I don't know. Certainly looks like it. I have no proof. I'm not here to talk particularly about reincarnation, but I can't help but go there a little bit when we're saying about what's going to happen next. Anyone on uh, Zoom? That, that has Go ahead. Go ahead. To me, Yihong Baoing. Go ahead, Yihong. You often say that it's brave for us to receive. How can how can I understand the bravery without without arrogance? Baoing. Uh, I wouldn't worry about the arrogance. Just that, just that you see that there's something showing up as arrogance. That's enough. It's about awareness. It's not about not being arrogant, being humble. It's, it's about whatever shows up. So I think you're doing fine. Just continue. Most important recommendation I can give to you, return to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, which you already know about, and then face the wall. Sit down and face the wall or face the, the closet door, whatever it may be. Just watch something where nothing is moving and then notice anything that moves in the eye, in the eye mind and anything that's moving in the ear mind, in the tongue mind, in the in the uh, feeling mind. Just watch the movement in all of those areas. Thought processes coming and going, thinking, not thinking, shutting down, opening up, analyzing something. Just let it do whatever it needs to do and just observe it. And, and don't worry about uh, arrogance. Thank you. Fine. Welcome. Anyone else on uh, Zoom? Yes, go ahead. Is karma created by the ego? Sure. Does, does ego um, create in this way the continuity of life? Bam. I wouldn't get too fancy about it. Yeah, you could you could say there's an imaginary continuity happening there. What is it you want to know? Because that sounds like uh, there's something else you want to know about, and you're trying to use to control something. <laughs> yes, I would like to know something else. Um, we were talking today about. Sorry. You fall off your stool. We were talking today about uh, true self, the true self revealing itself as life. Is ego a part of this process? Yes. Um, yes. You can't find anything that isn't a part of everything, including ego. You don't have to get rid of ego. It's a, an illusion. It's unreal. So therefore, it's, you can do whatever it wants. But you may need to see what it is and what it's doing if you're interested in working with your own suffering or that of others. Is it ego that makes life as we know possible? I suppose. I'm not sure what ego makes life possible. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is you're looking for there. And can true self reveal itself in the form of life without ego, doing the work it does. But, yeah, I know. How does it look to you? 
Maybe. I only know Inca. No. I don't know about that. So I, I'm not exactly sure what you're looking for there. I mean, I could say yes, I could say no, and it would, both of those would be somewhat true along the lines of what you seem to be inquiring about. So I'm not really sure the ego is doing a lot of things, but ego's unreal. And so a lot of things it's doing uh, are also unreal. That doesn't mean they don't hurt. We have nerve endings. Is there a, is there a final question anywhere, anywhere in here? Is there one on uh, Zoom? David Maui. David, go ahead. Um, I was wondering what you mean when you say, be the fool that you are. And what kind of fool is that, Maui? So my, my way of talking about it there is rather than try to cover up and not be uh, a certain way that you might feel is foolish or um, you, might, you think that other people might see. So trying to act uh, more, uh, I don't know if you call it civilized, which isn't a bad idea. But it's, it's the idea of not, of not uh, uh, being, having some kind of connection with the very thing that you, you would like to get rid of in yourself. You'd like to not be this way or not be that way. And I would say spend some time, especially on the cushion, just receive that. Look at it closely. Have a lot of time. Did I get close to what you were looking for? Or okay, it's always about uh, if you're ever confused about anything, especially anything I say, just return to awareness. Be aware. Whatever it is showing up, it's the awareness of it. It's not the thing itself that that is important. Although that can have some importance too. But just awareness is so important. Good. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Sokuren, and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you.